bits of the week, and we've got them for you. Best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? It's Morgan number two. Thanks for joining me on this wonderful weekend. I'm going to be counting down the best seven bits of the week based on your engagement online, what you called in to talk about, all the things you just couldn't get enough of. So here we go from seven to one. I'm going to bring you the best bits from this week, along with a few show members to give you some behind the scenes. All right, so here we go. First up, we had on Thomas Rhett. Yes, we brought him on to talk about his new tequila because who's not excited about more tequila out there? But we also talked to him about his songs that he has on Morgan Wallen's new album. Yes, the album that everybody can't stop talking about. And Thomas Rhett shares some behind the scenes of those songs, how he wrote them, where he wrote them. We get all the details. So listen now. Thomas Rhett talks all about it. Number seven, the Friday morning conversation with Thomas Rhett. Thomas Rhett, how are you? What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Good to talk to you. I got your 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 Likewise. mail yesterday at the house. I got a, I got a box, and I don't drink, but uh, Thomas Rhett said, "Hey, I'm going to send you some tequila." I said, "Hey, Kayla, we'll drink a little bit of tequila." And so I haven't tasted it yet, but from what I hear, it is quite tasty. So you, you're in the tequila business now. I know you're, you're hurting for money, so uh, what's up with this? <laughs> yeah, man, in the tequila business. With my cousin Jeff, who lives down in Valdosta, um, who sources pecans for a living. And uh, this, this idea really started uh, a few years ago out in Colorado. We were on a ski lift and decided that we love tequila, and we wanted to start a, a company together. And here we are three years later, and I can't believe it's finally out. So I appreciate you uh, talking about it with me this morning. It's pretty cool because it comes in he, in this box. It was the tequila, and then there was a bottle of uh, Topo Chico, and there was a lime in the box. Hey, that's the yeah. ranch water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a whole it's a whole Ooh. thing. So this uh, this cousin of yours has he been in tequila before? Like, why did you guys decide to do this? Man, so me and Jeff, although we're third cousins, we kind of are like brothers, and we kind of grew up together. Um, and our families go skiing together every year. And um, me and Jeff have always talked about starting something together, whether it's a, a, a hunting apparel line or a, a fly fishing rod company. Like anything that we get into, we get into it really, really hard. And uh, tequila is something that we kind of became connoisseurs of about five or six years ago. Um, and it kind of just seemed natural to start it very grassroots, very organic. And um, so that box you got, that's kind of how we drink it. So we kind of wanted to send it to people um, in ways that me and Jeff would drink it. Um, but it's also like a super sipping Blanco. So you really don't need anything except for like an ice cube and an orange peel. That's my favorite way to drink it. So super smooth, but also um, also pretty bold as well. So It's called Dos Primos Tequila. Am I saying that right? Yes, two sir. cousins. Yeah, yeah, two cousins. I'm going to come back two to this cousins. in a second. I have a couple other things to talk to you about if you don't mind. Yeah, man, for sure. You, you have a streak of 10 number ones right now. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I actually did not know that. You have 16 total. Um, this is this is a this is your life segment, Thomas. Right? You have 16 Thanks, number man. ones total, but you have a streak of 10 number ones in a row. How about that? Yeah. I mean, it's, in, it's insane. What is it's it? Insane. Is it though? Like I think it people. Is. I mean, you, you don't do anything that doesn't come out, and people aren't in love with it at this point. Wouldn't you be disappointed if it went number two? Uh, I don't know if disappointment would be the right word. Um, it, it is it is pretty interesting though when you start to get into having like a streak like this, and there's there's a lot of artists that have some really good streaks. But I think as you as you continue to go, you go, well, man, maybe you know this record has to be better than the last one, and this has to say something different than the last. And all you can do is hope that people like it. And uh, if it ends up going number one, it, it really is a huge reward at the end of the tunnel for sure. I'm going to ask you a tough question here, Thomas Rhett. If you had to eliminate one of your number ones and never play it again the rest <laughs> of your life, which number oh. one would you eliminate? 
probably star of the show. Now, didn't that song sit for a long time? Like, did, what, what's this? What was the story of that song? Yeah. So we were we were like at the end of a record cycle, um, and I remember this song. I played star of the show on YouTube in like 2013, and a bunch of people kept asking why I never recorded it. Um, and just on a whim, we recorded it, and it kind of it turned out really great, and we put it out, and it became a hit. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think when I, I think that would be a moment in my show where like if you're not like a a really true fan, you don't you don't really know that song. Does that make any sense? But it was a number one, so I think it was a number one. It, yeah, yeah, but now, now it's the one I sing every day when I come into work. I'm always singing <laughs> "Star of the Show." No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a couple other things. I want to brag on you for a second. Thomas Rhett wrote okay. a couple songs on Morgan Wallen's new album. I'm gonna play a couple clips here. He wrote "Whiskeyed My Way." Here's And he wrote your bar- bartender for Morgan Wallen. If I was your bartender, when you wrote those songs, were you writing for you as an artist, or were you just writing songs for folks? Man, wh- when I wrote Bartender, uh, I kind of knew at the first chorus that that song might not be for me, but I knew it sounded like a really big song for somebody. Um, and I-, I immediately sent it to Morgan, and he said, "Is this for me or is this for you?" And I said, "This is for you if you want if you want to do it." And uh, he fell in love with that song and recorded it. And um, but "Whiskey My Way" was a, was a hard one to kind of give up. That was like one of my favorite songs I wrote on the road last year. But for some reason, I wrote a kind of a lot of songs, uh, not necessarily in that vein, content wise, but musically um, that are going to be coming out on my new record. And so it kind of felt it felt like something that that maybe Morgan uh, would do a whole lot better than I would, and he definitely did. Um, but that's like. That's the record to be on, man. I, I, I could not be prouder for the for the guy. Um, he's become a good friend of mine, and and for him to think a couple songs that I wrote were, were good enough to make that amazing project. That's a, that's a really huge honor for me. What do you think about a guy like Morgan Wallen? Kind of on a very small record label, you know. Yeah. Kind of doesn't, you know, has a different look about him. People are like, well, this guy's got cutoffs, no, got a mullet, like, and he, now he's, yeah. you know, one of the biggest things in the format. What do you think about a guy coming on and bursting on the scene like that? Dude, I think it's just amazing for the genre. I think it. I think what it does is it really encourages people that may not even have a record deal right now, but are searching for one, and just also realize that like you can do it organically. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't have to have all this big fancy stuff. Like you can go write just amazing songs and just have a charisma about you that's just interesting to the world. And I think that's what Morgan is. I mean, he's a great songwriter, first of all, great entertainer. And when you hear his voice, there's no denying there's no denying who is who is singing that song. And uh. And he's a good dude, man, and, and, I'm, and, I, and I love watching good people win. All right, Thomas Red is on. I have a couple business proposals for you that I've come up with. I want you to listen to them okay. before you reject them, okay? Okay. So, so I've got a few ideas here. First of all, I think you should launch Thomas Rhett's Pets. It's a petting zoo, but instead of pets, we sell tickets for people to come and pet you. It's really expensive. Oh, my. <laughs> Thomas Rhett's Pets. No? Okay, okay, I have, another, I have another one. I don't think anybody would come to that petting zoo. How about this? Thomas Rhett's sweats. It's a line of sweatpants, but it's your face on the butt, but your face making different expressions. <laughs> it was like happy sweats, sad sweats, Thomas Rhett's sweats. I could, I could get behind that. Okay, how about Thomas Rhett vinaigrette? Forget about Paul Newman salad dressing. Thomas <laughs> Rhett is the next big thing. You're Thomas Rhett Georgia vinaigrette? 
Come on. Dude, 100%, man. We need to have a brainstorming session after this because you got, you got the ideas. Thomas Rhett Sweats is the best, though. And finally, <laughs> it's a, this is a joint venture. It's kind of awkward to run this by you in front of everybody because it's something him yeah. and, you know, yeah. TR and I can do together. It's called Bobby and Tommy's Mommy. It's a joint <laughs> venture. It's a daycare where we once a month take care of all the country artist babies. Dude, we would crush that. <laughs> Just something we, to think about. No pressure. You don't have to invest anything yet. No pressure. Just some ideas. I'll have my people reach out to your people. We'll, get, right. we'll get the contract signed immediately. Um, Thomas Red is on. Let's see. Anything else I want to mention here? I want to play What's Your Country song. It references right 16 country hits. Do you know in 10 or 15 years you're going to have artists doing this about you, right? When you're going to be in their songs <laughs> talking about the good old days. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't even think that far ahead. I'm, I'm taking it one day at a time right now. Okay. Which, okay, last question. This is a big one. It's tough. And if you need a few seconds to think about it, it's okay. Which 90s country hit do you wish that you have you had written? Hmm. Well, my default would be one of my dad's for sure, but um, probably probably John Deere Green. Oh, man, on a hot summer night. Yeah. Another good one. Yeah. That's such a jam. That's There's so many in the 90s, man. They just they got it right. That's such a good one. All right, Thomas Rhett. Okay, tell everybody what tequila they need to go when they're buying their tequila and buy. Okay, so I don't know where everybody lives, obviously, but I think that Dos Primos will be here in Nashville at the end of the week um, at most liquor stores you go to. But Dos Primos, uh, me and my cousin Jeff started it. If you haven't tried it and you love tequila, you should definitely try it. Or if you don't like tequila and you just drink whiskey, you should still try it. I'm confused uh, by that method, but okay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> kind of rambling. Or you could gift it to somebody. Can you mail alcohol like it's a gift? Well, he mailed that. How do you get it to you? Drop it off or mail it? Uh, somebody in a black coat showed up and dropped it and ran. I don't know. No, I, think, I, think, I think you can mail it as a gift, but I don't think you can buy it. Okay. I'm not totally sure. You can ship it. Rules. I mean, I'm in a wine club. I get wine in the mail. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Just yeah. give us your address, TR, and we'll tell everybody to send you some money, and you Perfect. just send it to them. Mm-hmm. That's, he, that's yeah. a great idea. Okay. <laughs> there he is, Thomas Rett, taking over the world, now with his tequila. Hey, thank you, uh, Thomas Rett. Good luck, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. Thank you. Love y'all. Appreciate you. All right. There he is. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Another guest we had on the show this week. He's basically everybody's favorite because he has such a big personality. It's Jake Owen. And now not only is he a country star, but he's also on the big screen. He made his big screen debut this week. He starred in Our Friend alongside like a really big cast. Casey Affleck, Dakota Johnson and Jason Segel. And so we brought on Jake to tell us more about what it was like acting in his first film. And no, he didn't have any acting lessons. So you'll want to hear this. Listen to him talk all about it now. Number six on the Bobby Bones Show now. Jake Owen. Jake, what's up, buddy? What's up, y'all? How are you? We're pretty good. We were talking about you yesterday. And the clip you posted on your Instagram of you in this movie, which comes out Friday, is really good. Like, you're you're a real-life actor. Well, hey, thanks, man. I don't know about that. I'll take you saying that as a compliment, but I, I, don't, I don't know that I'm a real-life actor. I just happen to have a cool part in a cool, cool, really cool movie, and, uh, and now it's actually coming to fruition. It's out. The movie, we'll out. Yeah, the movie's coming out Friday. It's called Our Friend, Dakota Johnson, Casey Affleck, Jason Siegel, and Jake Owen, which I'm going to play a clip of Jake acting from the movie now. Here you go. Dude, I ran into Dane a couple weeks back. I was in New Orleans for uh, my hotel conference. Oh, yeah. And he was at the Shim Sham Club of all places. <laughs> yeah, I got a call. I've been so busy. I miss him. Well, I wouldn't rush or anything. It's not like he's got a whole lot going on. I mean, the guy's still working the same job, I think, down there at Redbeard's. There's nothing wrong with Still that. living in that same little apartment he has down on Hennessy Street. This is a friend Come here. on. Yeah. 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 So good. 
Yeah. <laughs> what? Let me let me ask you. Hey. Well, I have because if, when you're up there and you're acting and you're with real life superstar actors who are so dedicated to their craft and are are, are exceptional at it, are you just nervous out of your brain? Uh, yeah, I was really nervous and I was really, really insecure about it, but I didn't want anybody to know. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm just being really right. And my, my manager, I remember told me before, he's like, Hey, you could, you should probably take some acting lessons. And I was thinking, I'm not taking acting lessons. And then when I showed up the day to shoot, uh, we shot for like a month straight, but the first day, my first scene was with, um, Casey Affleck. Just he and I in a full on, you'll see in the movie, like what happened, but I, uh, they don't tell you what to do. They're just like, all right, you, I, they assume you know what you're doing. And do they ever go, Hey man, uh, I know you're new at this or do they just expect you to show up and, and rock? No, it too? not one. That's what was crazy. Not one person kind of treated me like, Hey, I know you're kind of the new guy and I'm going to kind of show you the rope. I was like in there waiting, like, I, like you'd seen stuff in movies, you know, where I'm in there, I'm going, all right, is somebody supposed to say action or what? <laughs> 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 it was great. So how did you get this role? Did you audition or they just go, Hey, you're perfect for this. Come, come see what's up. That's interesting. Um, originally, I've, I, I found out I got this role through my um, agent. They were just were like, hey, would you ever want to be in a movie? And I said, sure, I'd definitely try it. I, I'm always up for a challenge of something I've never done. And then uh, this kind of came my way. And then once I got the part, which is kind of funny because I saw one of my buddy's tweets yesterday when this all came out, that I happened to find this part of the movie that – somewhat aligns with the i have this problem about me anyways where people think sometimes when i say things it comes off differently than how i say it so in that movie the part i posted kind of i'm this guy in the movie that's kind of the guy no one likes and uh and so my buddy's like wait a second so jake owen is playing jake owen in this movie <laughs> but it was it was great it was cool is it uncomfortable to into it. is it uncomfortable to watch you act if, if you are watching oh my you God. It was horrible. Like I, when I when they when I got the the thing to post, I didn't want to post it because. And it wasn't that I'm not proud of the movie or whatnot. It's kind of like a song. Like you have to get used to hearing yourself on that song in order to feel comfortable. I don't know. It's it's. It, but I, I'm really now that everybody's talking to me about it, and I realize, whoa, I really did. I, I was in a movie, and it's coming out. And, and more importantly, aside from all that, the story of this movie is beautiful. It's a true story. Um, and when I read the script about this family, the Teague family that are down in Fairhope, Alabama. Um, she was diagnosed with a terminal cancer. And as hard as that is, and a lot of times you would think not someone would want to watch a movie about that, it's about the beautiful uh, real-life experiences of friendships and what your friends do for you when you're going through moments like that. And I think kind of in our life right now, is as separated as we've all been for so long, this is a really cool story and movie about bringing people together. Our friend will be released in theaters and on streaming on Friday. It is the real life story of a family whose lives are upended after a cancer diagnosis. The best friend offers to help out and Jake plays a friend of the friend. Uh, big star. So we're going to do something. Now that Jake is a legit actor, we're gonna, I'm going to play a song, but we're going to come back and Jake is going to be one of the judges. Oh. Me, Amy, and Jake are going to judge the guys who all think they're a better actor than the other. Correct. <laughs> I should be on the big screen, too. All right. So, so they I, saw this, Jake, and they're like, Jake's pretty good, but they're like, we can do that. So we're going to see <laughs> if these knuckleheads can also act. So Jake's going to stay on and be a judge in just a second. I am going to play oh, yeah. my favorite song right now 
on the radio. I've said it for probably two months now. So I'm going to play Made for You, which let me say this. It is now, Jake, finally moving up the chart. What do you think about this? Moving up, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the help, buddy. Are you pumped? You feel like this one's got legs on it now? Yeah, I'm super pumped. I've always loved this song, and I've always been fired up about it. But I think that's kind of, you know, we had a crazy year last year, and and I think now this this song even itself is connecting because I think of the sentiment of it. So I'm really excited. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Not only do we have a lot of guests on the show this week, but we had some really big announcements. We'll get to a really big one later on in the show, but right now it's all about Bobby, his fiance Caitlin, and Bear Grylls. So Bobby was on Bear Grylls' show, Running Wild with Bear Grylls, last year, and it was awesome. Everybody couldn't get enough of it. But this time, Bear invited Bobby and Caitlin to join him for another adventure. They're the first couple ever to be on the show, and you want to hear how this announcement goes down so you can get excited with all the rest of us. Number five. About to have our mystery guest on, which I will reveal now because I think he's about to be on the phone. It is Bear Grylls from Running Wild with Bear Grylls. And I'll read you some facts about Bear, who has a crazy life story, but he has this show that's in all these countries, and I did it last season. Pretty proud of it. Let me read you some stuff about Bear. Uh, He once survived a fall from a plane after his parachute ripped mid-skydive. Whoa. He and some friends were huddled together in a small plane at nearly 16,000 feet. The plane leveled out. They jumped out. His parachute responded as normal, but then a rip, and then he kind of he landed hard. Oh. And I think broke his back, right? Oh, and gosh. And has bounced back since then. Wow. He once rode naked in a homemade bathtub to raise funds for a friend who lost legs in a climbing disaster. Interesting. He also is the youngest person to climb Mount Everest, I oh, believe, wow. at the time. He, let's see, there's just so much of this. Some of the injuries that he has suffered over the years include crushed shoulders, a sliced finger, a broken elbow, a smashed knee, a broken big toe, a chipped skin, uh, dislocated hip, various bites from snakes, bats, and scorpions. Uh, Let's see. It took him 90 days to get to the top of Mount Everest. He climbed for 90 days. It's quite the resume. Yeah, he has eaten all kinds of stuff. But I, you know, I love working, working with him. In 1998, he became the youngest person at age 23. Isn't that cool? It's, it's been broken since, but at the time, it was it. Um, on and on, he's a black belt in karate. He served three years with the British Special Air Service. He trained in driving, parachuting, demolitions, trauma medic, unarmed combat. He's only 46 years old. Jungle he's warfare. He's achieved so much. Jeez, man. Or done so much. Crazy. Well, okay, and I believe he is on, ready to go now. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Bear Grylls. There he is. Bear Grylls, everybody. Back yeah. on. Bear. Hey, Bobby. How are you, nice my friend? Yeah, nice to hear you, my friend. Uh, hey, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. We haven't spoken since you got engaged. This is, this is good news. It is great news. You know, I've, I've never had an extremely serious relationship, never been engaged. So for me to finally commit, it's, it is a big deal. So, and that's why Bear is here. Bear's going to tell us something now that I've been keeping secret. Bear, what would you like to reveal to our listeners? Well, first of all, uh, it was to say, I want to ring in and send you lots of love and congratulations and all of that good stuff. But, um, but yeah, we thought it might be fun to see if uh, your listeners would dig it if we did our first ever Running Wild where we take two people away. And, uh, and we take you and Caitlin, and we take you on like a, you know, great adventure together. And um, and I always kind of think the wild is the ultimate 
relationship builder, really, because, you know, there's nowhere to hide. You've got to kind of face some difficult stuff together. And, um, yeah, so I thought, hey, do you want to do it? Should we do it? We had so much fun last time. And uh, I'm just kind of reaching out to you. So Bear Girls has reached out and asked Kayla and I to do it together. <laughs> and listen, after I went on the first trip, I thought, well, that was fun. I will never do that again. Mm-hmm. Loved Bear. Didn't love some of the cliffs I had to go down and some of the crazy experiences. Um, but Bear reached out and said, would you guys do it together? And, you know, Caitlin's like not a TV person, but she also is an athlete and loves adventure. So we have accepted his challenge. Now, why do you think, Bear, that, that this is kind of a metaphor for relationships, what we're about to do? I don't know. I think there's something kind of very ultimately bonding about the wild, as you know. Listen, you, you've, and actually, I do remember you really well saying at the end of our journey, you said, oh, my God, I am done. Yeah, this would be amazing. <laughs> I am never again. And, and, and it was fun because when we heard you got engaged, all of us, the team, we all kind of said, oh, do you know what? We'd, it'd be really fun to do one with a couple. And um, and I don't know, there's something, like I said, it's bonding and, and you can't hide and you've got to kind of face difficult things together. And and I've seen it so often with people, it brings people close, but also you've got to, you've got to work together under pressure. And it's like a kind of, it's like a pressure cooker of marriage, but instead of things taking 25 years to come out, it comes out in about 25 minutes. So, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll have fun. What is your one piece of advice as I'm about to get married, now just removing ourselves from the show, what what is your advice to me about marriage? Well, it's you know it's it's the ultimate adventure, and it's the one thing really worth protecting above your career and above everything. You know, if you get that right, I love the thing of I think it was Henry Ford or, or so. No, no, it was John Paul Getty actually. You know, whenever he uh, you know hundred odd years ago, who was that billionaire philanthropist and. I remember a quote from him. He said, I give everything I own for one happy mar- marriage. And, uh, and I love that. And I think, it's, um, I think you've got to protect it. And you've, got to, you've got to give it, you know, put it number one in your life. And I think the one quality, I'd say, is kindness. I think that's been a, a key one. I mean, I look at, we've just celebrated 21 years of marriage, Shara and me, a, you know, a few days ago. And, um, and I look back and I think, I, I think I got really lucky marrying someone who's essentially a kind person. And you're going to have tension and difficult moments and, and heartbreaking, you know, painful moments like any relationship. But I think if you can hold on to kindness and be committed to each other to keep going, that's a wonderful thing. There he is. Bear Girls, my hero and yours. Uh, Bear, I will see you very soon. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it, I, I think. And Caitlin is going to dominate me in the wild. I already feel it. So uh, and, uh, We're going to smash it. We're going to have so much fun. Can't wait to see you out there. And your, uh, your listeners are going to love this one. This is going to be... This is taking it up a level. Be ready, Bobby. I Bobby. don't want to take it up a level. <laughs> I'm, let's take it down like two and just hang out and have like s'mores. <laughs> we're going big. All right, there he is, Bear Girls. All right, Bear, see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. They tell me, they don't tell you anything about what you're doing. The only thing I was told is, can you drive a stick, right? Yeah. And I said, yes. She doesn't know how to drive a stick. But now I'm nervous because, and you can watch my old episode on Disney Plus right now. I did last season. I thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever done in my life. Yeah. There was no way to top some of the stuff that we did. Now the pit of my stomach dropped when he said, we're taking it up a notch. Yeah. (laughs) He said going hard, I think. You're screwed. I am screwed. <laughs> I really thought it would be fun. It would probably be lesser because it was the first couple they'd ever had on the show. I mean, we leave tonight. 
And I, we, I mean, I think you're going to, I would rather offer you encouragement that oh you're going to do great. Goodness. You know what I'm looking forward to? What? The tent talk. When you guys are in the, like in the last episode, you guys in the tent, you guys get real deep. Yeah. I, I want him to like separate you guys and be like, all right, Caitlin. It's not a confessional. Oh, it's not? No. <laughs> That's what I pictured. Uh, running wild with Bear Grylls, leaving tonight, couldn't say it, to do an episode. It'll be, we don't know when it's going to be. It'll be in the next few months, probably, when it will de- air, air, debut. Yeah. Um, but if you want to see the episode of last year, which very proud of, you can go to Disney Plus and search for Running Wild, and I'm one of the that episodes tent part. there. Okay, well, now I'm nervous. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Now, this next segment got a lot of people riled up, and not just for a few days or a few weeks. No, for a few years, and I'm talking four years specifically. Raymundo placed a bet that Donald Trump would win the presidential race back in 2016. And of course, the odds were against him, but he still bet on it. Well, obviously, President Trump won. And we've been waiting four years to see if Raymundo is actually going to get his money for this bet he placed. And he gave us the latest update. And let's just say that everybody thinks it's probably a scam. I'm just going to throw that out there, that it's probably a scam. You listen for yourself. You decide if Raymundo is getting a scam or if he might finally see his winnings. Hey, Ray, you want to jump in? There's really nothing else to say. We've said it all on the show. Okay. Unless I just sit here and for 10 minutes. No, that's okay. All right. Said has been said. <laughs> Number four. Desiree in Louisiana is on the phone right now. Hi, Desiree. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. <laughs> hey, so I wanted to follow up with Ray and see if he is excited today because Trump is ending his presidency and is he going to get his money? Great question. Donald Trump is no longer the president, but in case you're new to the show, four and a half years ago, Ray bet $1,000, money that he barely had, on Donald Trump being the president. Now, this was before it was out of the Republican primaries. There were still three Republicans left, and he really took a gamble on Donald Trump, right? Yeah, at that point, everyone was like, no way Donald Trump will be president. And he bet him 50 to 1, so if you bet $1, you win $50. He bet $1,000. He should have been getting $50,000. Never got it. He completed his term. What is the latest? Yeah, so I contacted them. Um, currently, right now, they said in the, the years since I've made that bet, apparently I had uh, $900 worth of chargebacks from my credit card. So once I pay that, they will process the payment. Uh, we're looking very soon. But yeah, I, I needed to complete the four years, and we did. So that's my bet, and it was my win and all that. Okay, who believes this is happening? Not I. I don't Me know. either. I, I think don't. Ray's been scamming us for four years now. Yes. Who, kn- who knows I- something? What what are these chargebacks? He's still been betting, so they're letting you bet when you owe nine hundred dollars in chargebacks. That makes no sense. Well, they told me that it's just it's something to do with the credit card company. So there's a different places I have to contact first. Your credit card company? Why are you having to contact to, them for your money? They know what you do gambling wise. Well, apparently when you do the stuff overseas and off- offshore, there's uh, fees, and they've racked up <laughs> over the years. Okay, I'll pay that for you. Yeah. For double it back. Okay. Oh. Meaning, That's a deal. Well, I'll yeah. give you nine hundred to pay that off, and then you give me eighteen hundred back once you get the fifty thousand. Once I get the fifty k, yeah, you'll be the first person I pay off. No, <laughs> what? Once I get it, Desiree, you hear Ray talking? Are we just assuming now this is this is not real? This is insanity. Do we think Ray is getting but, scammed, or do we think we're getting scammed in this room? We're getting scammed. we're getting scammed. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ray, it's not happening. As much as I want you to win, it's not going to happen. I'm looking at the betting slip right now, and it, does it look real? It does. Or it looks finagled. Yeah! 
It looks real. <laughs> I, I, Mike Signs, yeah. my friend, does photoshops. Did you hire him to do a photoshop? Yes or no? Yeah, I photoshopped a betting ticket to make up fifty thousand dollars. Really? Wait, Does no, that make wait. any sense whatsoever? I'm, no, I'm asking a question. Did he do it? No. Do you oh. promise? Yes. Do you promise this is real? Yes, it was real four years ago, and it still is to this day. But the website, they deleted my history, so I can't even see it on my oh, site. Oh, here we go. But you, so whatever picture you have, please keep it. I need it. Mm. It's on... Tw- who posted this? Our show on our Facebook or Instagram page? All right. Ray, when, do you, when are you going to get this by, you think? Next couple months, once I pay Oh, that. my goodness. <laughs> months? <laughs> crazy. All right. Oh, Desiree, okay. you're pulling your hair out like we are about this. We don't know. But yeah. I appreciate the call. I follow the show, and I love you guys, and you bring so much positivity, and you make my every morning happy. So keep doing what you're doing. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for the compliment. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. Country legend Ronnie Dunn of Brooks and Dunn called into the show this week. He dropped a new music video for one of his songs that came out years ago. And the timing's perfect, you know, based on everything that's happening in the world. But then he also talked about this photography project that he's working on. Yeah, Ronnie Dunn of Brooks and Dunn is a fabulous photographer. So listen back to this segment. He's going to tell you everything that's going on with him. Plus the one Brooks and Dunn item that he has laying around his house. Like, no big deal. Number three. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Ronnie Dunn. Ronnie, how are you? Bobby, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I don't have as much going on as you do. I got a couple things to talk to you about. Uh, yeah, you do too. Okay. You're, you're everywhere. First of all, uh, Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn is on with us. Two things we're for sure going to talk about. Pete's Love and Country Music, a song I have loved for years and years, has a new music video out. I'm going to play a clip of the song first. Here you go. Peace, love, and country music. Lord, we could sure use some more. Ronnie, why did you go back and make this video? People keep com- kept coming to me, as they do probably all of us in, in town and in the music business, going, you need to be writing a song about what's going on right now. And I go, you know, it, it, I, I can't really... I can't really get my hands around it. What we're talking about, COVID, political unrest, you know, protests, people just basically in a lot of ways being bored, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to get too analytical about it. But I was going back through some, some songs that in the old projects and Peace, Love, and Country Music uh, popped up. And I just turned it on and listened to it. It's what we need right now. Good old vaccination of country music. <laughs> the, the video's great, too. It's got, listen, first responders, it's got examples of unity that we need right now. So let me encourage you guys out there when you're on the YouTube today, check it out. It's the new video for Peace, Love, and Country Music. Let, let me ask you this before I get over into the Lensman Project. I, is it to you, when when someone has vintage Brooks and Dunn, is it weird for you that your stuff is now considered vintage, like a vintage Brooks and Dunn t-shirt? In what way, Bobby? Well, if I have, because I have on some, I have new Brooks and Dunn stuff, and I have yeah. vintage Brooks and Dunn stuff from like the 90s. Now to be yeah. cons- you're st- to be so big, but to be considered vintage is that is that tough for you or do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't go there. I don't let myself go there. <laughs> I might I might feel old, you know, at the end of the day with this Brooks and Dunn stuff or the music thing. We go we just we just want it to be around for a long time, and it's kind of getting there, you know. <laughs> what is the coolest old school Brooks and Dunn thing you have at your house? Oh, the uh, drums from from the last uh, the last tour, the last rodeo. 
we had the guys from, uh, you know, we, we toured for a, a couple of years with ZZ Top. We had their, they always had the coolest drums, you know, and, and crazy, you know, stage stuff. And Billy Gibbons turned me on to the guy down in Texas that, that built all their drums. So it's a big steer head that moves back and forth and blows smoke out of his nose, you know, and all that. So. And where do you keep that in your house? Right when you walk in, living room? <laughs> it's on the gate. <laughs> uh, it's it's down in the barn, but you know the barn's kind of where we record. You go to the studio that's down there. So it's it's about to be moved, Bobby. I sold this place, and uh, we're uh, moving across the street. We've had a lot over there forever that we've tried to build. You know, you get to that point to where you just I got too much stuff. I need to downsize a little bit. Kids are out of the house, so well uh, the we're fact in the process of moving. The fact that you're moving makes me feel a little better. Amy, I'm going to read you a text message exchange between Ronnie and I, and you tell me if Ronnie was mean for not responding. Okay. okay? I said, he texted me, and he's like, hey, congratulations on the engagement. And I said, thank you. I said, hey, you coming to the wedding? He said, I'll be there front row. I said, send me your address. Crickets. Oh. oh no. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. wrong. That's, I got no, no, I'm telling you, you didn't even respond. No, with, you did, that, no that's wrong, man. I, I fired right back. I'm, I'm a good student with nope. texting. It's his fault. I can send you a screenshot. I said, send me your address so I can mail you the invite. We haven't I, sent I, them out I, yet. No. I'm going to go back and look through my yeah, text. Go and, back and, and look. If I didn't push send, I'm a loser. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, you didn't push send. Or he sent his address did, to somebody else. I did, and I said something about, hey, I don't need a front row seat, just an old uh, hay bale in the back. That, you know, you didn't send that. Look at your phone right now. You never sent that, Ronnie. Look at it. I'll wait That's for you. So That's t- a frame job right there. I'm telling you. I didn't get it. Okay. Okay, give it to you right now. We're on the radio. Yeah. Two, two. <laughs> Is he looking right now? No, he was going to give out his address. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, let me talk about the Lensman Project, because Ronnie's doing good in the world. He's also a great photographer. If you remember the picture of me in chaps, dressed as a cowboy, fantastic picture. And I was like, how are we going to pull this off? We did it because Ronnie is an excellent photographer. So tell me what you're doing with this Lensman Project. Well, you know, I've got a couple of buddies. One was, was a 27-year uh, uh, pro with uh, Sports Illustrated. And another guy in Santa Fe, Jim Arndt, did all the old classic Marlboro Man uh, ads. So over the years, we just we, we run together. You know, when we I went out making music and uh, they weren't on projects, we uh, put together this organization called Lensman Project. So we just go all over the country. We shoot rodeos and you know whatever else is out there of interest. You know, there's a buffalo and. So we're going to donate uh, the, the majority of the proceeds to uh, the American Cancer Society and uh, work, work with that. You guys so. check out lensmanproject.com. I think I'll repost the uh, cowboy picture, too, so people can see just how good a photographer Ronnie is. Because I remember going, Ronnie, you're never going to make me look like a cowboy. I'd be dang if I didn't look like the coolest, <laughs> nerdiest cowboy ever. He pulled it off. <laughs> You showed up exactly right on, on time. You, know, you think like a big celebrity like you go, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be out there 15, 20 minutes late. You showed up. You, you put everything on. You were real camp and just and went for it. You know? I, I and did the chaps were the last thing we, were, we, we thought about. Like, said, he, he won't do that. And you were. You were a trooper. Thank so, you. you uh, know, Ronnie Cowboy Dunn Bobby Bone. From Brooks and Dunn is on with us right now. I have like two more questions for you. Number one, aside from Neon Moon, because I feel like that song, people dance to that as a love song when it's not really a love song at all. I feel like that song is misinterpreted a lot. Do you feel that way? Yeah, Kick stands on stage uh, every time we do it out in Vegas. He goes, do you realize this is a drunk in a bar <laughs> in a corner table? You know, but, but people want to use it as their, their wedding song. Which leads yeah. me to my final question. What song should I make the band learn for you to sing at the wedding during the reception? 
You pick it. I don't know. Something like Red Dirt Road. I, you, I don't know. You pick Ooh. it. All right. There, hey, listen, I love the guy. I hope you guys check out uh, the Lensman Project. Go to lensmanproject.com. He's a great photographer and, and all these pictures that he's been taking. And they're doing a lot of stuff, too. It's, you know, uh, prints, hats, throws, all for a good cause, uh, helping out the American Cancer Society. So there he is, the guy who doesn't respond to texts. Ronnie I'm Dunn. coming to your wedding. You're about to get a tsunami of my address. Uh, I'm sure I will. All right. Hey, Ronnie, good to see you, and uh, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Talk soon, Bobby. Thank right, you. bye-bye. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number 2. As everybody knows, Bobby is getting married this year, but this week he revealed some really big details about the wedding, and one of those details being who his best man is going to be on his special day. And that person is sitting right next to me right now. It's no surprise. It was producer Eddie. Hey! So, no, it was a surprise, though. No, every, you two are best friends. Sure. This, it makes sense, right? It's yeah. not like it was like out of the blue. He's like, producer Eddie, <laughs> I've not liked you all these years, and now you're my best <laughs> all man. All of a sudden. Yeah, like, it was no surprise. You guys are really good friends. So... How are you feeling about being the best man about basically like the wedding of the century? I feel great. I mean, the only thing that worried me is I'm going to have to make a speech in front of a dude that makes speeches for a living. Yeah, but also in front of so many people that he's inviting and we don't even know who's I on that know. guest list yet. I, I'm already assuming Garth, George, all of the Brooks and Dunn. I mean, everyone in the country music business is going to be there. Dolly Parton. <laughs> so I'm like, gosh, what am I going to do? do? This I- could be your true moment to Stop shine. So can you imagine if I stole the spotlight and, and did I don't like know that 10- that's physically possible, <laughs> but I do think it is a big moment for I, you. I think Bobby has always told me the secret to doing a speech is to keep it short and don't make it about you. Have you already started writing it? Um, in my head. I've kind of thought about the things that I'm going to talk about. Okay, so you're, you're really nervous about that speech. But are you even nervous at all that you're going to be like walking down the aisle next to Bobby as he's about to like get married when for years he's talked about that that would never happen for no, him? No, no. And seriously, I'm not worried about that. That's the beautiful part of all this. Like, really, like you got to understand that for a long time there was the, it was not looking good for Bobby, <laughs> you know, to to really think that he was ever going to be in that mindset of of being of se- not settling down but just finding the one in his life and being able to commit fully. He could never say the words I love you. He could never find that person that he really wanted to commit to and say, "Hey, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you." That was non-existent. And you got to understand, I've been married for 15 years, so all the time that I've known Bobby, I've been married. And I was already living that life, so I could never really understand what he was going through. And now it's so rewarding for me as a friend to see him go through this transformation and finally understand what love and really the the whole point of marriage is. And I just cannot wait to be right there by his side while he does it. Do you think you're going to cry? Um, Like during the actual ceremony? I don't know. See, I'm the person that cries when somebody else cries. I don't think I'm going to cry if no one else is crying. Okay, but maybe Caitlin cries. Sure. Then would you cry? Yeah. If Caitlin cries, see, here's the thing. If Caitlin cries, I think Bobby's going to cry. And if Bobby cries, I'm losing it. So definitely if Bobby cries, you're losing it. Well, I just had that crying moment when he asked me to be best man. Like, truly had... uh, Well, and that's why I'm curious because you already shed a few tears when you were asked just to be the best man. And the moment hasn't even happened yet. So... 
I'm kind of picturing that, Eddie, you're going to be like a blubbering mess on <laughs> Bobby's just, wedding day. I just start crying tears yeah, everywhere. But like happy tears, all good tears, but like tears nonetheless. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But when he asked me to be best man, it was just a, a one, a moment that I didn't expect. He caught me off guard. And again, all those feelings of, of been, being there that whole time. I mean, I remember being there in his backyard when we lived in Austin, Texas, and he had said to me that I finally have put aside some money for an engagement ring. And we were, I don't know, he was probably 20, late 20s then or whatever. And I was like, wow, wow, you're already thinking that. He's like, well, I don't know if I'm ever going to get married, but I'm going to have that money set aside so I can buy her an engagement ring. But really, from that moment on, <laughs> like year after year after year, I'm like, well, this isn't looking good, man. You still have that engagement ring fund and no future wife. So all of that just kind of went through my head while it was happening. And it was really emotional because I'm serious. I didn't really know if I was going to be the best man because he does have these lifelong friends that that he's known for a, you know forever and ever and still keeps in touch with. So I figured it could be one of them. You know, but the fact that he picked me was just pretty, pretty special. And man, I can't wait. I'm going to I'm telling you, I'm going to celebrate hard at this wedding. <laughs> so after the best man speech, we fully expect Eddie to be drunk, Instagramming and tweeting. I oh, would my, I don't know. See what happens when I get drunk because I forget about Instagramming and tweeting. Well, that's probably a good thing considering we already have somebody else on the show who likes to do that. Raymundo. Okay. Um, <laughs> there he is. But besides, you know, being the mess. Besides being the best man and doing your speech, is there anything that you're really in particular nervous about that you're just kind of like, Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What like, is that? Because when everyone starts drinking and the celebration goes strong, uh, Bobby's already said that he's going to have the wet, the wedding band start preparing to get all these bands up and start singing. And if Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn is there and he's going to sing, I'm telling you, we're going to get on that stage and we're going to be singing. And I'm going to be really nervous because again, anyone can be there. Well, hey, you heard it here. Now, Eddie may not know anything, so Eddie can also just be talking like <laughs> hopeful Eddie wants yeah. all these things to happen, but you heard it here if it does happen. So If Dolly's there, I'm going to sing I Will Always Love You. And, I, and, you know, I hope we get that on video. I really do. And I... There is a teaser look at Bobby's <laughs> wedding. Well, thanks for joining us, Eddie. We are so excited for you and, of course, for Bobby and Caitlin, but really cool that you get to be the best man and up there on his special day. Thanks, Morgan. So listen back to this segment. It was a really cool moment where Bobby shared who his best man finally is. Number two. Amy's daughter went and got her junior bridesmaids dress with Caitlin, my fiance. How did she say it went? Oh, she loved it. She thought it went really well. I guess I think she loved being able to try on different dresses and feel like a princess in her mind. So you got your bridesmaids dress. Yeah, last week. She has her junior bridesmaids dress. Mm -hmm. Are they the same? No, they're different. I only saw, I, I didn't get to go, so I only saw video and no, they're definitely, I think what, I don't know if Kate, has she sharing details about how the look? I saw your daughter in the dress that she picked. Okay. Yeah. So everyone, the, the junior bridesmaids will look different than the bridesmaids. Oh, okay. And I'll just leave it at that because I don't know what details y'all are sharing yet. Yeah, me either. Okay. <laughs> I often don't know either. And I'm That's like, why I don't want to give, she may not want to give away. She is doing something a little different overall. Oh. That some brides don't do. Oh. All, all Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all going to be fully clothed. <laughs> um, it is now time. Oh.
Well, I'm announcing my best man. Open the door. Oh, wow. What? They're coming in? Yeah. They're walking down the hall. Just kidding, it's Eddie. <laughs> Dang. I was like, wait, who's coming in? Who did you think it was when I said walking down the hall? Well, because but I don't know if you've announced other people. I haven't, so no. I'm not going to say because that might give that away. Well, there he is. Eddie. Hey. I mean, it's been weird. It's been weird because I've known for a bit. Since before Christmas. And I've been kind of like keeping it a secret. And it's a big secret because I, I'm, I mean, this is huge for me. It's a huge deal. Bones, I'm honored. I mean, when we made the exchange, when you told me, like, I cried. <laughs> I got teary-eyed, gave you the biggest hug, dude, because I, I've been with you from the time when we never, ever thought you were going to get married. <laughs> now you're actually getting married, and it's been a crazy ride, and I'm, I'm so happy to be there right by your side while you do it. Seriously, it's huge. Which leads me to Eddie's speech. I just did it. Can we can we play that? <laughs> you just move your, I mean, ma- that move was, your mouth that to was it. That was it. <laughs> Because doesn't the best man give a speech? Yes. Where? At the wedding? Um, well, at, the, at reception. the reception, not during the ceremony. I thought the, it was like the rehearsal dinner. It can be both. Like, it just depends. That's up to y'all. It, it can I be either. I think this is what I would like. I would like for Amy to give a speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the what? At the rehearsal. Hey, well, hold on real quick. Keep in mind, though, Bones, I'm going to be drinking, you know. And I'm you're giving like... the speech at the reception. Oh, crap. So at eight. what time in the reception? Because I'm telling you, I'm going to be celebrating hard for this wedding. So we need to do it early. Well, no, we don't. Okay, then get ready. Amy <laughs> is giving a rehearsal speech about me. Well, I don't have, okay, but I mean, I'm, okay. And Eddie's giving reception speech All right. about me. I also have to plan a, a bachelor party, don't I? I'll probably do that. You sure? Right. You want to do it my style? Well, the, the t- uh, traditionally speaking, the best man plans it. But traditionally speaking, in this relationship, <laughs> this dude picks what we do all the time. So I'll probably pick it. It probably yeah, I'll probably pick it. Right. That's okay with you. Yeah, of course. Maybe I'll, I'll have you like pick out the colors we it's, wear or something. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's your wedding, dude. You do whatever you want. All right, there you go. So you have? Do you commit now to giving a speech about me at the? Because I don't have a parent. Like yeah. like. You know. Yes, I commit. Okay, thank you. I just am not, I'm now I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I don't need Maybe to already prepare. This. We have time. You have months. But I'm thinking, okay, and now you're saying that I you're pre- yes. Thank I you. Do. <laughs> I just, no, not I do. We're not <laughs> <laughs> you know. I accept. And Eddie, you're giving one for me at you the, got it. the reception. Yeah, I'm All ready right. for that. And then I guess I'll be ready for backup if Eddie can't talk. Oh. Oh, I'll be able to talk. I'll just recycle. I'll just repeat (laughs) what I said the night before. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Our biggest segment from the show this week, you guys heard that we had Jake Owen on, but after we talked about his movie, we actually did the thespian throwdown where Lunchbox and Eddie and Raimundo all competed using a pivotal scene from The Dark Knight. It was the Joker character specifically, and all three of them had to act it out to see who was the best thespian on our show. Well, they all had very, very different takes, and I just want to bring them all on to give you guys a little insight into these guys and why they may have decided to go these routes, keep in mind, they are playing the character, the Joker. Okay? Hey, guys. Yo. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, he's still in character. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, what do you call it, method, method actor? Method actor. Yeah, I don't break character. Okay, I mean, so, well, well, first of all, let's start with Ray, because Ray goes first. Ray, you kind of just read the script. 
Yeah, if, I'm being real. I was hitting other buttons at the exact same time. Uh, I was just happy to at least put out some sentences. Halfway through, I realized I was probably supposed to be more dramatic, but I just rolled with it. I don't believe I made any mistakes. That's really all I was shooting for. And then lunch brought down the house. Uh, so, I mean, and Eddie was good as well. But I, I don't know if I necessarily was trying to win. I was just trying to not sound like an idiot. So, thank you. I brought down the house, but and for somehow I got like a two. Okay, and I don't okay. understand. All right, hold on. Well, my, my take is on Eddie. He stumbled. I, I just, stumbled. I thought the key to being a good actor, actress, is saying correct what is supposed to be said. And I did that, and Lunch did that. Eddie definitely didn't do that, so I thought he should have, there shouldn't have been a demerit or something like that. There wasn't. But um, whatever. I was happy to get done with it, and I ended up finishing second. Badass. I mean, bad butt. (laughs) Okay, so the important question, though, did you ever have a dream of becoming an actor, or was this just like whatever? Uh, see, my buddy South Beach. I never really talk about him on this show. I do it on the little show. They're not friends anymore. Former friend South Beach. He always said, "Hey, man, bro, bro, we always got to get out to L.A. and be actors." And I don't even think he understood what that entails. But honestly, I don't feel like memorizing scripts all day. That sounds miserable. Will you make money? Yes. Would I be decent at it? Maybe. Mm. But who who's looking? Have you ever seen me in a movie? What? I mean, no, I, feel I haven't because like, no. I never tried out. Well, no, I'm, he's acting like a character specifically. I think Zach Efron in Neighbors is you. Yeah! What, what part? They're just both I'm ripped. sorry. No. Zach Efron in Neighbors is like a frat dude, like <laughs> living hey, his hey, best hold on, life. Ray, Ray like, what frat were you in? I uh, actually rushed. It was Kappa Sig, and then they told us you got to pay nine hundred dollars. At that time in college, that they could have, they might as well have said a million dollars. I didn't have nine hundred dollars, so me and South Beach fake rushed for two months, went to all the parties, hooked up with all the chicks, and then they they're like, guys, get out of the frat, and we got booted out because we didn't pay. See, he's the perfect frat guy on screen. Yeah, I think he could have done that. But, that, but that's not what an actor does. No. An actor has to be many characters. Yes, I know. I'm just saying, like in one instance, he probably could have fulfilled that. But yeah. So. Um, Okay, so Ray, you know, no acting aspirations like big lofty goals. Probably a good thing after your read. Um, Lunchbox, you're next. You came in last place. What would you like to say? And I don't understand how I came in last place. I gave so much to that role and my energy was off the charts. And that's exactly what you want. You want someone with energy and passion and that puts it all into that character. You were terrified of my character, and that's exactly what you wanted. I understand what the problem is. He didn't see mine. No, he did not. He yeah. And I don't know if he's watched the video. No, since, I haven't watched but, it because right. I'm still just, I can't believe that I got such low scores. And here's the thing. Do you want someone just to imitate the exact same thing you saw on screen, or do you want someone to make the character their own? You want them to make their own. Anybody can just go to karaoke bar and sound exactly like a singer. That's There's not what karaoke, you're looking for. karaoke bar where you can act, Coach? That's pretty no, cool. No, but it's the same thing. When you go into it, when, when someone gets it, trying to get a record deal, you don't want to sound exactly like a different artist because then it's like, well, that's just another uh, Jake Owen. No, you don't want that. You want someone to be different. But like Jake Owen said in this clip, you'll hear it, he said that you sounded a lot like Scooby-Doo. So he's an existing character, so you did not make him yourself. You sounded like Scooby-Doo. You interpreted the Joker in a Scooby-Doo. Kind of genius. I I do think (laughs) when you're interpreting a character, you do take on the role, especially an iconic character like the Joker. I don't know that you can shift that. I think you do have acting talent. But what do you mean iconic? He ain't iconic. Oh, he, Joker? The Joker is very iconic. Like the Joker is one of the biggest villains in any 
superhero universe. Been done by many people. Yes, but the only one you remember is Heath Ledger. Mm. No, no, I Jack a lot Nicholson. of people remember remember others, but my point being is people remember the Joker. So changing him I think is but what Jack hurt Nicholson you in doesn't this. do the same Joker as Heath Ledger. They're different. And so I did a different one from Heath Ledger. He did That's Scooby Doo. You, and what did you do? Heath Ledger. Exactly. So you just copied. Can you can you bring your Joker voice back? Because it was I just Yeah. yeah. You yeah. had like this rasp, this like rasp to Here. it that Do I you know, know how I got these scars? There we go. He remembers oh, the lines. Oh yeah. That's because my dad thought it was funny. He was going after my mom. And I stepped up to him. Ah okay. I think that was my line. So, something like that. so wh- why did you decide on that voice, Lunchbox? Uh <laughs> I just read it as a dark scene, like he was trying to scare someone. And this is a scary voice, like I am scaring you. I have a knife to your face. That's scary. Okay. Mm. I I see your point, though. I get it. Did did you, Lunchbox, have acting aspirations? I still do. So I I could see you becoming an actor on some level. Thank you. I see that. Do the why so serious part again. Uh, Where's that part? Hold on, huh? Why so serious? He comes at me with the knife. <laughs> Why so serious? I don't know. Scoobs? Coach, say oh. Scooby Snacks. Scooby Snacks. No, 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 no. Like, like the Joker. Scooby Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of sounds like Shaggy yeah, a little I bit. Do think okay, now I'm Shaggy. A, a, See, a nice exactly. So Scooby I am situation. a multi talented actor. Obviously, yeah. I've already shown you three different characters. Wow. Okay, well, Lunchbox obviously did not take first. Well, obviously not, because I think there was a bias going in. Oh, not really. I mean, really. Well, and then there was Eddie. Yeah. He did come in first. Mm-hmm. And well, let Eddie me ask has you, what some... did you think when you heard it? Well, now that I've listened to all of your guys' takes, I understand why all of you performed in the way that you performed. So I think if somebody were have gotten the role to be like the Joker, it would have been you, Eddie. Nice. But I do understand Lunchbox's <laughs> point in that you, you come up with a different role. So I do understand that. And if they were looking for a very raspy joker, it could have been there. And now I understand that Ray was. I mean, if you wanted me to imi- if you wanted yeah, me to yeah, just yeah. do an imitation of the Joker, why didn't you let me watch the scene and tell me I was gonna, you know, I mean, I haven't seen this show in twenty years, so I mean, uh, yeah, that's a good point because when they handed us the script, I'm like, I've I- seen The Dark Knight uh, twenty years ago, right? So I don't remember <laughs> this iconic scene. I don't like, remember anything oh, about yeah. it. Like no. if I try oh, yeah, to he's think about there, like in a jail cell, and he's talking about his dark story and his dark. Oh, he's in path. jail. If See, I remember told correctly, me that. yeah, that's... See, that's what I'm saying. Seen. You have no idea. Usually you have cues on a sheet when you go for an acting role. And that- somebody says, action. Okay. <laughs> they say <laughs> lots say first, action. Ray. Okay, well, Eddie, you were the winner of mm-hmm, it all. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel very proud of that? Do you have oh, acting aspirations? Yes. And recently on the show, a caller called in and said, hey, I really hear Eddie's voice being on a cartoon. He should do voiceover work. And then this bit came up and then I dominated. Jake Owen, the actor, even said, dude, it was the best, like five out of five. I can't argue with that. I, I really took that to heart. So I set up a meeting with one of the bosses and I said, dude, listen to these clips. Let's get me some voiceover work. And he said, I'm on it. Wait, okay, so you, wait, who is the boss that you're referring to? I don't want to out him. I don't want to out him right now, but. But, but like, is this a boss in our studio or like you went to like a voiceover boss? No, 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 a boss here in our company and said, I know exactly who you need to talk to. Let me work on this for a few days and I'll get back to you. I have a feeling I know. I'm sure you do. Who and how this went down. But, okay, 
I'm glad you took so wait, a step you, towards your you dream. You went to Rod and said, hey, can you get me a voice lesson acting? Yeah, acting, not lessons. Oh, boy. But I think you need to go to, like, a genuine acting company to get those roles. I don't know that iHeart so we're Radio we're, we're going to start looking into things. I said okay. anything you can do. We can do audio books. We can do that. We can do. Uh, you don't even read books. Any kind of uh, any kind of animation studios that are trying to start up. Uh, they got create. They're creating new uh, cartoons. They want to try it out. I'm down to try that out too. So we'll see where this goes. And I'm telling you, it all started because of this. Well, I guess you guys, we have Thespian Throwdown to thank if Eddie gets a famous career of acting. Why so serious? Oh boy, on that, that sounded note, just like me. I know, that that's note, what I was doing. I was doing lunchbox doing the joke. Okay, okay. Give me, give me. Is that really how you sounded just like that? That's exact. Well, go back we're and watch go, the video. We're no. going to go back. We're, we're going to go back and listen to this segment because it was marvelous. But I want you guys, <laughs> I want Eddie, I want you each to read one line from this. Give us your best joker to, to leave it on the line. Okay. I've already left it on you the line. You want me to start it? Yep. You start it. You won. All right, here we go. Just one line. He takes the knife to her, laughing while he does it. And he looks at me and says, why so serious? <laughs> yeah, I still have chills. All right. Come on. Lunchbox. That wasn't any good. I know. Read it. <laughs> Coach, how do you think I felt in the moment when he got all the perfect right, scores? How, is that, like, how does that get a perfect Coach, score? He You're stumbled. hating on me. And what the bit you guys are about to hear, right? We're replaying it. You're going to hear Eddie at the beginning. He stumbles over his words. I could not believe he got whatever, a perfect 15. It was Ray, shocking. Ray, so, so here's the thing. When you watch movies, remember the script is just the start of it. You don't have to go by the script. You can make it oh, your so own I person. Do, I so, do think you go mm-mm. mostly no, no, no. by the script. So, you're usually, so usually they like actor. it when you stumble over your words in the script? They love it when you take... Or do they say cut and they make you redo it? No, nope. I, I do think they say cut, Eddie. No, they love it when you take the line and make it yours. I Coach, do you think... Okay, <laughs> so, Ray, he likes it when they do this. He comes at me with the the, the, the knife. Um, why so cirrhosis? Serious. Cirrhosis. Let, let, let's put a smile. Let's put that smile on that face. Let's put a smile on that face. Yeah, they like it when I make it my so, own. So, I mean, so let me give you guys a lesson real quick. So you take that line and you can say, so he comes at me with a knife, right? And he looks me in the eyes and he says, why so serious? And I'm freaking out. That's not in the script. But they would love to see that. They would never say, cut. They would say, I love that, Eddie. You made that yours. Hey, so you're telling me, so when Jake did his lines, you're saying sometimes he ad-libbed? So, did, so he goes, dude, you ever see him at Shim Sham Club? He's going over to Redbeard's. <laughs> Coach, I thought that specifically. No way in the script did it say, dude. No way. And Jake made it his own. Dude, I saw him at Shim Shams. Dude, he w- did he used to work at Redbeard? <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> Do they ever oh, do they ever let you stumble over your words and they keep going or they make you cut? It's I did okay not to, stumble over that any is words. What Ray just you said. You haven't heard okay, it. Okay, we will let the listeners decide. Lunchbox, leave your last line I already out did there. It. Here, do it you again. don't want it. One more, just one do it line. Real. Do a real. This is it. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have any money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare coach, for people like sentence. you. Coach, what? If coach, you coach, let what my daughter go doing? now, Wait, that'll be the end off. of it. If not, I will look for you. I will not pursue you, but this if you don't, I will look for you, I will find you, and I will kill Lunchbox you. Lunchbox just he did, did a line from Taken. <laughs> All right. You want to do Taken? Okay. Ray, Ray? Hold it up to the window. Hold I just on. need one sentence. Hold Give on. him When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> he 
here. Lunchbox just went off on taking a whole other script. Want to know how I got these scars, bro? My father was a dranker, and he got a fiend in him, dog. I think that was like a country <laughs> but, joker we but just again, experienced. Again, Ray made it him. I love it, yeah. Ray. Okay. No, well, I made okay. it my own, yep. too. You all did. It was beautiful. It was marvelous. All the adjectives I can use to describe it. <laughs> I hate this. I want you guys to listen back to the thespian throwdown, and you guys let us know who your favorite was. Number one. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jake Owen. By the way, Jake has eight number one songs from Barefoot Blue Jean Night, Alone With You, The One That Got Away, Anywhere With You, Beachin', American Country Love Song, I Was Jack, Homemade, and then we played Made For You, which is a, a big old hit as well. All right, Jake, congratulations. This is his first ever acting role. We just talked about it. He's got a movie coming out on Friday called Our Friend, but he's also going to be one of the judges in the Thespian Throwdown. Yeah. The, the three guys on the show all claim they're a better actor than the other two. So what we're okay. going to do is we've drew numbers, and the first person to act out their scene will be Raymundo. So Eddie and Lunchbox are going to leave the room. Yeah! Okay. You, I don't want you to hear the why, though. I don't want you to hear them. Yeah, so, yeah I got okay. that. All right. Yeah, because they can't take one person's technique. Right. And so it is a scene from The Dark Knight. Now, Amy, Jake, all we're doing is you're just judging based on your heart and how, if you're sold, and we'll just give them a score one being bad, five being A+. Plus. And then we'll add our scores together. That's it. Easy as pie. Jake, did you do anything when preparing for the role to kind of get into the character you were playing? Did you do any sort of, you know, all right, I really got to focus and be this person? Uh, no, I just, I read it over and over, the script a bunch. And I guess that's kind of how I, I, I learned to give my lines knowing where they left their last line. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did anyone read lines with you consistently at the house? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, I kind of pulled this one out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jake Owens on the phone, Amy and myself. First up, acting out a scene from The Dark Knight will yeah. be our audio producer, Raymundo. Ray, are you ready? Ready. Okay. And I'll give you the action. And action! Want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend, so one night he goes crazy. Mommy gets a kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that, not one bit. So me, watching, takes the knife to her, laughing while he does it. He looks at me and says, why so serious? Comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. And why so serious? There it is. Scene, scene, wow. scene. Okay, okay. That's yeah. good. Okay, okay. Let's go to the professional actor first, Jake Owen. Jake, you heard Raymundo do uh, the Joker from The Dark Knight? Yes. Ray, I love you, bud. I'm going to have to give you a solid three. Ooh, why, why a three? Well, because I felt like uh, I did. I, I, you read the lines really well. But I don't know that I believed it. Like, I felt like I was listening to more of an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Amy. Gosh, it's so hard because I don't know what to expect from the other guys. So I guess I can go up or down. I, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, three. See, I just don't know how to. If, if it's the first one we're going to judge, there, Amy, we got to. You can't can't come out of the box with like a high high score, you know? Yeah, I know, but I was. I mean, I've no. Go with your heart. I, yeah, my heart says four. Okay. Four stars. There you go. Yeah. Four. It's four. My heart. What do you have, Bobby? I, you know, I thought it was, uh, and I'm not basing it on the other two, what they can do. I was just going, what would I give it if I heard it? And I'd give it a three. That was pretty good. Thank you. 
That was pretty good. I think there's some room to grow, but I thought you did a fine job. There's a lot of weird dots and periods in here. I didn't know how to pause with them. There you go. And that's part of it. Ask, ask Jake. You know, he had a lot of dots and periods in his script too, bud. Yeah, yeah. All right, we have seven, ten. Ten. Ray with a total score of ten. Good job. Nice yeah! job. All right, wow. let us Good bring work. in actor number two, Eddie, video producer. So they're doing the same line. Same thing. Same scene. We're hearing them all do the same scene, but they haven't heard the person before them do that. Do the scene. Right. There you go. Oh, oh, he's got some sort of weird face on right now. Can we do half stars? Mm-mm. Ooh. Yeah. Shoot. Eddie, I'm ready. Oh. Okay, he's got some. I'm a method actor. I've been in character for two minutes. Character as as who? I don't know. I think this is the Joker. It is, yeah. <clears throat> All right, here, and here he is. And action. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> My father was a drinker, a fiend. So one night he goes off crazier than usual, right? Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. Oh, he doesn't like that. No, 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 not one bit. So me watching... He takes the knife to her, laughing while she does it. (laughs) And he looks at me, and he says, why so serious? Then he comes at me with a knife. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. And why so serious? (laughs) Come on! Come on! (laughs) Hey, Jake, what do you think? All right, Jake's up first. I'm going. I'm going five. I think that's a five, Eddie. I gotta go five. Out I mean, of five. I, I, Out of five. Come yes. on. Out of five. I don't. I just don't know how you get any better. I mean, unless I don't know. I can't. <laughs> that's all I got. Yes. Jake, go on. Gives him a five out of five. Amy. Yeah. Same five. Wow. I, I mean, I I have to go five. Okay. You. Is it, Amy, is it because you're betting with your heart or because of the performance? No, the performance. And plus, I, since I gave Ray a four, I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> like, I have to go. I have to go five. But it was really good. Like, I felt more like, Bobby, didn't that what you said? Or maybe it was Jake. I, something about feeling it. Like, I really felt the eeriness of the Joker in that. Yeah. I give it I a five. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> Oh, I can't scream so loud. I meant Lunchbox may be able to hear me. Okay. So if he comes in and hits it, you guys have a tiebreaker. But right. if he didn't go 555. Five, five. Right. Okay. And what would be the tiebreaker? Do you know? We don't know. We didn't plan that far <laughs> okay. ahead. Okay. All right. All right. Here he is. Bring him on in. Our third and final actor walking in to play the role of the Joker will be Lunchbox. There he is. Well, he's right. clearly he on the been... phone right now. Jake Owen, Amy is the judge. I'm a judge. We're, we're rating these guys' acting skills. Jake has a movie coming out Friday called Our Friend. You can catch it in the theater or it's on demand as well. You can pay for it and watch it. It's like all the other big movies are getting released. Man, when I was in high school, they told me, if you keep going, you could be the next Robert De Niro. <laughs> was he big back then? Uh, he was big back then. He's been big since the 70s, Who's boys. they? Oh, the acting teacher, Miss Dawson. <laughs> all right, De Niro. I guess that was middle school. All right, De Niro. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you action. Here we go. And action. Want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend. So one night he goes crazier than usual. Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one bit. So me watching. He takes the knife to her, laughing while he does it. He looks at me and he says, why so serious? He comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. 
And why so serious? <laughs> Scene. <laughs> okay. Boom! Okay. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Okay. Lunchbox coming hard with the performance. Uh, Jake Owen, what would you uh, <laughs> what would you give Lunchbox there? Uh, I'm a man. I'm gonna have to go with a solid two. Ooh. Ooh. And I love Lunchbox. Jake, I mean, I Jake, Jake, Jake are, you, are you doing that to be funny? Like this is a serious competition. Jake like is... if that doesn't sound like the Joker, I don't know what does. <laughs> that sounded like Scooby Doo, man. Like the way that you were like. Like on the parts where what's that last line that you repeat serious. a bunch of times? Yeah, well you're like serious. <laughs> That's what Joker does. He laughs at the end when he says serious. He kind of gets kind of hee like it's like evil. <laughs> Cynical. Jake, you know what? You should have listened to your agent. You should have taken acting classes. You would know what acting is. Oh, oh wow, wow. You're right, man. You're right. Wow. <laughs> Except he's in a big movie coming out this weekend. So And you're not. Yeah. You're not. Um okay. Amy? For a second, I thought he sounded like Batman. You got—he was confused on which character he was. <laughs> like very deep and the, you know. Yeah. Or Bane. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Slingblade. <laughs> There's a little bit of that too. Some something like that, and then I felt the character was serious. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, Lunchbox. You tried so. Four. Why not? Okay. You get a four. 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 That's good. You know, when I finish, you go. That was really good. It was really good. Four. Well, whatever. All right. Whatever. (laughs) Did I say that? Did I say that was really good? Yes, you did. Four is really good. Sometimes, sometimes I just try to one through five make you feel better. Only through five. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was through ten, but still. I mean, Jake, you're uh, okay. All right. Now I'm a little bit. Little. I'm sorry, Amy. I jumped on you a little bit there too early. Oh yeah. One through five. Um and. I give it a. I, listen, I, you definitely came through at the end and lifted it. He a did. Bit, but you started from so below the earth's surface when you were growling at us. I was a little scared. Exactly. Um, that's the whole point. You're supposed to be scared. You no, think no, Joker's friendly? When yeah. Joker is looking at you, you think you're supposed to be feeling good and warm and fuzzy? No. I'm going to give supposed you. supposed to be terrified. I'm going to give you a three. So. It's a four, well, three, two. Do the math. In third place. With a score of nine is Lunchbox. You guys are idiots. In second <laughs> place, with a score of 10, is Ray. Yeah! And in first place, with a score of 15, Perfect three fives, score. is Eddie. Yeah! yeah! Thank you, thank you! What would you like to say, Eddie? Wow, thank you so much. I want, first, I want to thank the Academy. Uh, second, Mom and Dad, you believed in me the whole way. I could never have done this without you. God up above, thank you so much. And Matthew McConaughey, for reading your book, I understood what taking your character really meant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Have a great night. Thank you. There he is, Eddie, everybody. Woo-hoo. Okay. All right. Woo. Let us thank Jake Owen. And again, remind you, his movie comes out, Our Friend, on Friday. I will not be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Jake Owen, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Jake. Yeah. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen in and hang out with me and Lunchbox and Eddie and Raymundo. We hope you enjoyed the behind the scenes moments. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Bobby Bones Show so you can relive all of the wonderful moments in video form. Plus, you can follow me at WebGirlMorgan. Bye. Bye. Mr. Bobby Bones.